0: Hey Shirley fans, last week I had the opportunity to get together with the guys behind a new movie called What Rhymes with Reason. It's a coming of age movie where tragedy brings high school friends together again and they embark on a quest to find a hidden landmark. An exciting adventure movie, but one that also addresses the serious issue of mental health. Please join me in welcoming our guest today of the new movie What Rhymes with Reason. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Shirley You Can't Be Serious podcast. We are here today on a very special episode. Guys, we normally bring you movies of our past, but I'm about to bring you a movie of the future. We are here today. I am here today. Jason couldn't join us. He's he's having a fun time with his wife over the weekend, which he readily deserves for his birthday month. And so it is just me for the Shirley guys, but I am joined today by Kyle Roberts. Adam Chamberlain, and Gatlin Griffith, all of the new movie, What Rhymes With Reason. We are going to be talking about that movie today. The day this episode drops will be the world premiere of the movie. So guys, go to IMDb right now, look up the movie, push 10 stars on IMDb (laughs) so that it jumps up in the rankings and everybody is aware of this movie. And then once it comes out, it's probably going to be like September. Is that right? That we're looking at looking at that. Just It will depend on the distributor, but yeah. Okay. So we're looking at full national distribution on sometime in September, October. Yes. Fantastic. Love it. Okay. So we typically start with a history. I'm going to start with our, our actor this time. We've got Gatlin Griffith, who, I mean, you've been acting since you were a kid. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I started acting
0: probably around six or seven. I started as
1: a, a stunt kid. My dad's a stunt coordinator. And so the stunt community is super tight knit. And it's the type of thing where if one coordinator knows another coordinator has the kid, he'll just reach out and be like, Hey, can your kid get hit in the head with a football and fall into a pool? <laughs>
0: that was, that was, that those are some of my first introductions to set. was fantastic. So Gatlin's dad was a big stunt coordinator in Hollywood worked on The Mask of Zorro, was Antonio Banderas' stunt double on that. Tell me what that was like as a kid, Gatlin.
1: It's, it was kind of normal for me. It's My my dad has a background, our family has a background in horses. I'm a, Me and my brothers are fourth-generation trick riders, which is like gymnastics on horses. So he used that to get in the business, and then we've kind of kept that up, that legacy. And uh, it was it was kind of normal you know actors were always coming out to train or my dad was always in Morocco for months on end working so it was kind of he was here and then he was gone you know the film business it's like you go on location for and then we get to visit him like we got me and my family got to go up to Montreal or other parts of Canada when he was filming
0: so it was it was a really interesting childhood getting to travel in that way that's fantastic now you you've been in movies that you didn't get hit in the head in is that right (laughs)
2: Yeah, I always joke that Gatlin is like the male version of Dakota Fanning or something, but doing all these really dramatic roles and doing very good at them at
0: a, at a young age, I like Labor Day and Changeling. Yeah. So you were in Labor Day, Kate Winslet, right? is in that with you? Yeah. Um, Jay, Kate Jason will be super disappointed because Titanic is like his favorite movie of all time. So he will, he will be banging his head that he missed out on asking you all kinds of Kate Winslet stories but so how did you transition from being the stunt kid to being the uh, the dramatic kid actor well
1: I went in for a stunt audition and they were like you're too small I was a very small child I was like in the 90 percentile for a head size (laughs) and, and, and percentile for height so I just had a massive head but they were like you know heads read good on screens and you're a cute little kid so here's a an agent's number. And so I was probably six or seven when that happened. So I just started going out on auditions. And when I say I started going on auditions, my mom started driving me the two and a half hours it takes to get to auditions in LA. And I did that for a while before I booked anything. And then once it kind of took off, it just
0: kind of kept rolling. And I I got super fortunate to get to work a lot as a kid and travel. That's fantastic. So obviously, we've mentioned Kate Winslet. I saw that you've been in the movie with in a movie in the last couple of years with Tom Skerritt of Top Gun fame and Steel Magnolias, who are who's your one of your actors that you've worked with that has been a in, big influence on you?
1: I'll I'll probably bring it back to Labor Day because I I got to spend that was like two months in Massachusetts in the summer, so my whole family got to come out with me, and it was a really intimate setting with Kate Winslet and Josh Brolin, and that was. That's the film that really They it was they were teaching you stuff all online and they kind of were my pseudo mom and dad on that set. And and I think I
0: grew the most in that. And that's that has that set has some of my best memories of childhood. Fantastic. Fantastic. So you have continued to act in movies. How old are you now? Twenty four. Twenty four. Have you did you go to school in L.A. as well? I did. Yeah. My, my parents were super
1: adamant about me finishing out college. My dad dropped out when he was just after eighth grade, cause he had to start working. And then my mom moved out when she was 18 and had three jobs and tried some college, but just couldn't make it work with all the stuff she had going on. So I went to UCLA and I just wrapped that up about a year ago.
0: Okay. Fantastic. What's your, what was your major? I majored in English and minored in film. Awesome are you doing any writing right now? I am.
1: Yeah. I'm, I've been working on my, my own stuff here. I really like writing and I really got to see up close what rhymes with reason, the script developments. I met up with Sean. Sean was, I think I met Sean in person before I met Kyle in person and really just love their process of having an idea and persevering and the script came through so many different changes. Like it it really had a full lifespan of different lifetimes until it became what we actually shot. So I, I just love that
0: process a lot. Fantastic. Well, that introduces Kyle here. Kyle, you, you're an Oklahoma guy like me. Yep. You uh, went to school out here. You got into the journalism side of things and have managed to spin that into not only stop animation, which kind of made you famous, if you will, but you have, this is your second full-length motion picture is mm-hmm. that right yeah so tell me tell me about that process tell me where you went to school how it developed into those stages yeah so
2: th- i'll try to keep this as short as i can i was born on a cold night in march no, <laughs> so <I went> to- <laughs> settle in uh, yeah i went to oklahoma christian i loved it i loved my time there and all the, the friends i you know created during that time and fellowship through all that and then Right out of that, I, I was a videographer editor for The Oklahoman, which is our state's you know newspaper, and newsok.com for several years. Just during that time, I started playing with stop motion animation. made made a Ninja Turtle stop motion, actually recreating the 1980s cartoon intro frame by frame with action figures Okay, because we wanted to. And kind of learning a new craft, new art as a creative, I mean, we're just going to create you know right. so uh, that's just kind of what we did and they got millions of views and featured by la times and usa today and wired magazine and all this stuff and then we did that for a while of uh, doing kind of our own stop motion fan made you know which all of your fans i think are going to love if they would go back and watch some of those stop motion we did x-men one and ninja turtles and several they all kind of took off and blew up and the number one question i get asked from pre- press is when is when you can do a feature. <laughs> right. And so I was like, well, I guess we gotta figure that out. So we made posthuman project. It took four years. Then Matt Price wrote it. He was the editor at the Oklahoman at the time, the features editor. And so we yeah, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to put into making a teen superhero film on
0: a low budget. <laughs> yeah. So the I, I got to watch at least the first half of that today since we kind of put this together short yeah. notice. Yeah. And immediately, I see the teacher talking to her students about uh, mutually- Assured destruction. Thank you. (laughs) Talking about mutually assured destruction, and we just got finished doing our War Games episode, so I was like, I know where he's going with it. (laughs) So, yes, it it is a coming-of-age style movie where your high school kids acquire superpowers at some point in the movie. Yeah. So- what a great, I mean, what a great concept. I think, it's fan- <laughs> I think that's fantastic. And then, so after that movie, you yeah. start working on this project. Well, yeah, right
2: after that film, honestly, I was not ready to do another film. We released that about 10 years ago at this point, and it was just so hard <laughs> completing a feature on a, on a tiny budget. I was like, I'm never doing another feature again. So we started doing commercial work for, for Disney and Hasbro and Mattel and Lego. Two summers ago, we produced this reality show for Nerf called Nerf House Showdown, which we filmed in Grand Lake <laughs> near Tulsa.
0: Is that the one that you had the Jimmy Fallon yep. intro on? Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Yeah. in the middle of us filming, Jimmy Fallon talked about on the Tonight Show and everyone was freaking out and texting me. It was like, <laughs> whoa, okay, cool.
0: Fantastic.
2: So super fun. I mean, that show is kind of like a, a big brother. It's like Dude Perfect or something. <laughs> right. And just it's just so fun, but just kind of doing all this commercial work for all these brands. And then we're kind of taking what we've learned from all that, how to speak to how to speak to families, but then poured it into what rhymes with reason. And it's kind of been on my heart for several years, about eight years when we started this script, as Gatlin said, it's been a long process because it's a fine line. You know, when you're talking, you're communicating with youth and families of, uh, you know, you're trying to earn the right to be heard from high school kids or even younger. And it's a fine line of trying to make something one that they can connect with, but two is family friendly, which is really important to us. And the, the day and age we live in today, suicide is the second leading cause of death from 10 to 16 year olds, 10 year olds. And that's, and that's new, I mean, the last couple of years and I have a 10 year old daughter. And so it was, it was so important for us, even the whole, this whole process she was two, when we kind of started this but knowing that this, you know, this time is coming and
0: that we need this more than ever in our society. So tell me about that, that development phase of the script. You come up with this idea. Where's the, what's your inspiration for the idea? The original inspiration actually,
2: was kind of loosely based on the book of Job in the okay. Bible. <laughs> so as a godly sufferer and, you know, I think a lot is it's this age old question of like, why do bad things happen to good people? Um, and I think a lot of people, uh, we'd like to put things in boxes and either compare ourselves to other people or judge other people or all these things. And it's like, no, that's not the way God works. <laughs> right. You know, so anyway, that was just probably the, at
0: least the initial, we recklessly abandoned that
1: to it to it yeah his company is
0: called reckless (laughs) abandon i I just for the people to get that yeah by the way go check out the website give me the website yeah ra-pictures.com yeah so that's reckless abandonment pictures so you are inspired by the suffering of job but this is modern kids yeah and so once that you have once you have that story idea Who do you start talking to producer wise to say, Hey, here's my, here's my concept. Yeah. Can you help me out? So really for
2: a long time, and I really cherish this time too, as Gatlin was saying, you just really kind of crafting this story, crafting this outline, then crafting the script. We went through probably 30 different versions of the script and really, you know, again, the whole, the whole mission and like from day one, it's how do we earn the right to be heard? And so that's what, that's if you guys have probably heard me say that a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's like, if we're not doing that, then we're not doing it right. And so, throughout everything, that's how I answered question one to five million to produce this film. And so, Sean Thiessen is our writer, and he's actually my nephew, and he lives in LA and has written for a lot of our like Lego Voltron commercial spots and national spots we've done, but also a series like this, a series we did for trolls, for DreamWorks. And then it kind of naturally
0: you know lended itself to writing for this this feature. It's great. And so you've once you have discussed this idea with producers, do you have like do you have guys that were along the whole ride with you? For this process that you to shout out to.
2: Really, yeah, yeah. We definitely had four producers on the project and they're amazing. But for the biggest bulk of it, it was Sean and me for a long time. And again, I really like cherish that time because until a lot of other people have hands and everything else, it was us just making this. And I think as creatives, that's a really special time, even no matter matter how big a project is. So say even like James Gunn with Guardians of the Galaxy, I think he would say. Cherishing that time where it was just him or maybe a couple other people where he's working on the script is really precious. But yeah, Jacob's novel is one of our uh, local producers, and he's produced like 80 movies or something (laughs) now at this point. Local, uh, Kim Dawson, who I'm a big Turtles fan, as you know, I was the producer of the original three Turtles films in the 90s. Wow, that's fantastic. Uh, All kinds of Disney stuff, MTV stuff. A lot of my childhood (laughs) (laughs) was produced by Kim Dawson. And then Nathan Gardaki, who's kind of legendary in this
0: area as a UPM unit production manager and producer. Fantastic. So when did you when did you start filming? Like you've talked about the beautiful part. Yeah. (laughs) When when does the crazy part start?
2: Yeah. So we started in film, especially feature film. Like it's really all about the prep, like getting everything prepped and ready to roll. We started that June really prepping for this movie. And then we shot in September, September and October of yeah. last year. And so, and it was a pretty quick shoot, as roughly, roughly a month of filming. But yeah, I mean, Gatlin, do you wanna talk a little bit about filming?
1: Like, what was it like day to day as our lead? Doing doing an adventure travel movie on on you know the scale that we were doing it on was was difficult like really difficult like we were constantly traveling new spot and we had new locations and we had to get people from this part of the state to the next part of the state for just a couple days and you know if we hadn't if we if we all didn't have a belief that this thing was bigger than us I think it would have been hard to continue on but everybody was so committed and we had talked about this project like the anticipation behind getting to do it was so strong that i think that's what really was kind of the the wind underneath our wings to help us go through it we we did all of this in like what was it like three weeks
2: something like that it was just under a month because we only had some films do five-day shooting schedules some do six and we did five just to try to save our crew <laughs> the best we can as, as Gatlin
0: like said I mean, we traveled all over Oklahoma to shoot this thing so you've got you've got a cast of characters We, had, yeah. we had, let's talk about those yeah. guys real quick tell me about the the casting process and how you got Gatlin I mean we we talked a little bit about that but tell me how you got to him and then who follows along after that
2: yeah Ricky Masler is our casting director and she's amazing and she she basically recommended Gatlin she's like she read the script she loved it She's a Christian and a believer. And she was like, I know who you need to talk to. This kid is amazing. And you need to talk to Galen Griffith. And so we're like, okay, let's have a, I think I called you that day of like a phone call. Yeah. And we just started talking and we're like, okay, let me do a little bit of research. But I was like, this is it. I mean, I I, I saw even like in Labor Day and stuff. It's like, he, he Gatlin conveys so, conveys so much emotion just in his eyes. Like it's incredible.
0: And so I just knew he was, he was gonna be he was our Jesse. Awesome. And so you've got Galen, he's in. Yeah. He's he's even kind of reviewing scripts as you're going through that yeah. drafting process. <laughs> yep. Then you have what did you have a cast of about six? Yeah, that-
2: six ensemble that are teenagers in the film. Ricardo Hurtado is the comedic relief in the film. And he's been in a ton of Nickelodeon stuff. He got a start on school of school rock, but then it's Malibu Rescue hit show on Netflix. It's like a tween Baywatch okay. <laughs> kind of okay. thing. And glitch text and all kinds of all kinds of stuff. And then Giselle Torres is in it. And she's kind of a singer-songwriter, love interest in the film. And she's she's a pretty big YouTube star. And so it was a good gift for us. She auditioned for it. Gatlin Ricardo and LaRon and did not audition. They got offers. But Giselle and Juan and
1: Katie auditioned those are other three. So Which, this was the first offer. And I thought it'd be fun because I was like, Oh, I hate the audition process. But at the same time, you're like, Oh my gosh, am I, they're banking on me. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. You're like, I hope I am what they are anticipating. But Kyle was like from the jump supportive and, and collaborative and
0: made it to where you felt like you're a part of the thing before you get there. It's fantastic. So, you mentioned traveling where did you guys go where where are some of your locations
2: yeah geez we went to turner falls wichita mountain mount scott area it's snake junction or something it's like in the middle of nowhere okay i was gonna say i've been to those first two but i don't know about snake junction it's a when you see it in the film it's this abandoned church building it's amazing we looked all over oklahoma for this abandoned church scene it was a big part of the film so this can we talk about the story real quick? I guess yes, people yes, hearing all this, for, day, they're yes, like, yeah, this "What for the for, heck is this yeah, thing?" Tell us what it's about. Yeah, it's called "What Rhymes the Reason." It's a coming-of-age adventure, adventure drama. If you can't, if you haven't already, kind of figured it out the main kind of need for this film is mental health. You know, to to earn the right to be heard, and connect, encourage more conversations around mental health with high school kids and their families. The the story is that there is a tragedy that happens at the beginning of this film. And then Jesse and his friends decide to go kind of have to make a decision and go on this trip into the wilderness to find this, this like legendary landmark in the Oklahoma wilderness, actually. And so they all, they all do it, it ends up being this crazy kind of adventure movie, almost Goonies Stand By me ish, you know, kind of vibes and really kind of discover more about themselves, about the darkness that's within them and how to be there for each other. Fantastic is
0: the is the treasure a secret is that a spoiler yes okay i won't won't ask i won't ask okay well fantastic fantastic storyline so you've you're in the midst of production any roadblocks along the way that are worth mentioning
2: nothing can go wrong yeah i mean it's all this whole thing is really hard i mean i think Every every crew member would probably say different things. Like our unit production manager and our first AD would say the traveling. Like, like Gatlin said, a lot of productions you try to camp somewhere you know for three or four days or a whole week or or longer. This almost every day we were changing locations. May- maybe we were somewhere a couple days. You think Gatlin? I mean that was maybe the most if we were at like Spencer area for two or three days and then we were already going somewhere else.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we started at Spencer and then ended at Spencer, but all that. <laughs> The second act was chaotic.
2: Yeah. So, so then that was that was a tricky part as an adventure film, just going all over the place and still trying to make our days. Okay. And tell me again how many days it was. Sure. I think it was 18
0: day shoot. Does that sound right? That sounds right. 18 physical shooting days. Okay. So you've got your 18 days in the bag. Mm -hmm wrapping up let me ask this real quick because i I should have touched on it earlier who do you have doing cinematography for you yeah
2: yeah our cinematographer is andrew smith and he's amazing so he's been a a cinematographer director of photography for 11 years so all of these commercial projects we're talking
0: about all these series projects he's he's our guy and he's he's amazing from what i've seen of the movie it's very beautiful like i can't i can't attest to what the story is (laughs) any anymore but i can tell you that what i saw very beautifully shot yeah he's
2: really good and a lot of that together if people who don't know is, is of course you got yeah, your cinematographer your director of photography your gaffer who's the main person in charge of lighting in the film and then our colorist so our colorist is is alex smith and he was the main colorist for oh my gosh mr explosions Oh my gosh! Transformers, Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Oh wow! <laughs> Mr. Oh, just some guy. Yeah, Michael for Bay. like for like ten years. Oh uh, wow! Okay. And so he was our colorist for this
0: film. Oh well, that is a it's like, a big boring. part too. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right? That is fantastic. So, set designer, set designer is Becca Bell,
2: and so she was actually our production designer, so all, in charge of all set
0: and art, and
2: everything. Very good. But
0: a lot of it takes place outside. Yes,
2: I would say. But oh, what do you guys think? Eighty percent outside? Yeah, sure. Maybe maybe a fresh
0: seventy five. I was gonna say some. Sometimes that makes it easier, and sometimes it makes it harder because you've right. got random stuff outside that you've got to get rid of somehow. Oh, oh yeah, you do. Can we
2: eighty six these trees you know, over here? And it's like what? We're in the wilderness.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. it's funny, especially when much- Kyle. Kyle obviously loves his colors so much, as you can tell based on his wardrobe today. <laughs> no doubt.
3: I was going to say, it's funny how much nature you get in shots that you don't want in there to replace with other nature later on, Yeah, I feel like, if, at least on like the audio side, because it can be so unpredictable, it'll change, but you want it to feel consistent, that kind of stuff. So outdoor stuff is always tricky.
2: Yeah, is there something specific? It'll be like windy like on one crickets?
3: shot or... Oh, or... I mean, it could be anything. could be an airplane, a train, you know, like wind...
0: Yeah, all kinds of stuff—animals, you know, bugs, birds. So, Adam, you're talking now about the post sound design. Yeah, I took a bit of a left turn there. <laughs> right, no, that's okay. That's okay because we were—it's a very good segue into it, and it's why you're here today. So, we've—we've we've got you know all stages of the process. So, Adam, real quick, tell us about your history, how you got to meet Kyle, and then how you got involved with the post sound on this.
3: Yeah. Well, I got into audio through music. I was first a musician, came up as a drummer, got involved in the studio side of things, and that really piqued my interest a lot. So I I realized after a while I had a lot more skill and ability in audio than I did as a drummer. So...
2: Your email was Adam plays drums or something. No, it was. <laughs>
3: Is that what it was? No, even more ridiculous than that. Adam really likes drums. Uh,
2: not good at it. Yeah, he likes them.
3: That's a... and that's like hotmail from like 2002. <laughs> I still use that email, Uh, but I think it was my wife because you knew my wife Brianna. Yeah. Um, OC days. Right. I'm a Christian.
2: And so. I guess it was probably just through her that you and I, I connected. I think so, yeah. And I mean, I think you guys were maybe dating, and then she was like, if we, we were working on a short or something and needed to clean up some stuff. And yeah. Like, well, well, my and boyfriend would be great at that. Yeah. We're Cause like, when, okay, I, when <laughs> sure. I met
3: her, she was working on a documentary for her album. That's right. And That's so, right. and I did the audio on that. So yeah. maybe that was the connection.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So obviously, this is shot outside. As you mentioned, there's all kinds of stuff that can be going outside, going on outside. But right. I think Gatlin said before we started rolling, there wasn't a whole lot of ADR on this. It was... That's right. That, that's impressive. How'd you do it? The excellent source certainly goes an incredibly long
2: way. So... Yeah, so JM, it was our mixer on set. So we have would have a boom-op. Griff typically was our boom-op. And JM was mixing up to six microphones at a time oh, wow. a live on set. Yeah,
3: it's nice to have something where the starting point is already fantastic. And that was the case. It's A lot of trial and error sometimes, but it's very much a hand, you know, by hand process to, yeah, kind of knock out that stuff and then bring in stuff to make it feel less clinical, a little bit more natural and smooth and all that. But Isotope RX is a huge, huge part of being able to get like really clean, great
0: audio. Oh, very good. good. So once you, when you started the project, did you already have a distributor set up? We did not,
2: so yeah, honestly the, the a lot of this process and fundraising and financing the film because people didn't know what, they just like they didn't know what it was, like is this a faith based film, is this an adventure film, is it mental health film It was like too many things together, they didn't understand it, and so we we actually just got kind of said no from a past you know from about every major studio, and so we're like, we just need to
0: make this thing, okay, so so we did. <laughs> so looking at september or october yeah what's the what's the release going to look like so right now
2: at this moment we're still talking to several different distributors even when you release this i mean you might you might know but at this moment it's still it's not sold yet but we're trying to discern through you guys don't even know about this but we're trying to discern through several options
0: okay yeah well that's exciting yeah i'm excited to find <laughs> out where it goes Okay. So you've you've mentioned mental health a few times and we talked before we started recording about this program called 988. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that a little bit?
2: Yeah. So 988 started last summer. 988 is a big sponsor for this film and they are America's mental health lifeline. So replace a 1-800 number that no one's ever going to remember, you know, in an actual time of crisis. And it's so cool. You can pick it up from any phone, just dial 988 like you would dial 911. And if someone is on the other line, like ready to listen to you,
0: to what's going on and provide help, provide hope. And so this is basically like the 1-800 suicide prevention hotline, right? Yeah. Except it's nice and easy, three numbers and you're there. Yep. Beautiful. Gatlin, you, you had mentioned that you had some... You had some connection to this cause. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, one of the larger themes in this film is mental health awareness and uh, me and some of the other castmates, I'll speak on my behalf on this, but we're, we're, we're young people living in a really weird time right now. And I think we're all being affected and maybe acknowledging mental health in ways that haven't been in past generations. I've, dealt with some pretty severe bouts of depression and anxiety myself in the past, and, and I still do today. And that's kind of one of the, the guiding lights, was one of the guiding lights for me into this project, was seeing seeing people dealing with these issues in a new way, and it being very upfront, and one of the things that is talked about a lot in the film. I, I, I haven't seen it a whole lot, or not in, a, in an organic, story-wise way. So to get to be, to get to bring my life experience into a project like this and share it in a way that's very vulnerable and, and is, and is important to the story we're trying to tell was, was quite the gift. And I'm, I hope that what this project does is exposes some of the issues that we may be facing as a, as a country, as a world, as a, as a people that are young. And I hope that it engages people in conversations about it, you know, stuff that wouldn't otherwise be at the dinner table. I hope that after seeing this, families might be able to say, come to their kids, or the kids might be able to come to the parents and just be like, hey, that character, that movie that we watched, I have felt like that a lot. And I didn't know how to to talk about it, but seeing it and us experiencing that together, I hope that it gives more people hope to have those conversations. That's fantastic man. Thank Absolutely. you.
2: Absolutely. And, and to kind of piggyback on that, I hope parents are, are watching and listening too, right? So a lot of times I think I think today even even as much much of these you know conversations we're trying to have, parents might say quickly, you know, yeah, I dealt with stuff in the past. It's way different today. You know, youth today have have not known a world outside of social media. It's been their whole life. And so it's just every single thing. This, this is a, maybe a weird example, but if we didn't get invited to a party when we were in high school, it's like, oh, those jerks, whatever. You might find out the next day. You might find out later. Most likely, the kid's going to be in their room alone seeing this picture-perfect picture or a live feed of, of some of their best friends at you know a party or at an event or whatever. And so just that one little note of rejection hits way differently today throughout their whole you know, high school experience.
0: I think it's important to, to note for people that are my age who have kids, it's an entirely different perspective on mental health as well. Like mm-hmm. I grew up and any kind of mental health problems was stigmatic. I mean, it was just right. you just didn't want to admit to that kind of stuff. And so what I'm really glad that things like you were doing are opening those doors because uh, my own kids feel much more free in saying, Hey, I'm dealing with these issues. Can you help yeah. me out? And I think that's what you're, what you're saying you're after to to, to get parents talking with kids about. What's Absolutely. And it's hard, right? So like you break
2: a bone in your knee and it's bone sticking out, like you're going to the ER immediately because you could all see that and you can all experience it. But when it's internal, it's much more complicated to, to, to understand. So it, what, what Gatlin's saying too, like if a, teenager is coming to their parents and saying i'm feeling these ways for parents out there just listen listen to them
0: okay so there's always something unexpected or crazy that happens on a set that when you're with your friends later on talking about you're like oh let me tell you about this you guys got one of those stories or what for me it was
1: all of the cast lived together and I never had that experience for the entirety of a production before. All so all six of you. So all all four all four boys. And then the girls weren't far away. So at night we'd all hang out at the house and kind of decompress together. And we grew so tight, so quick, because you're spending, you know, 14-hour days with these people, and then you go back home and you spend the next what eight hours together. So I had I had never had a production before where I was so close with the cast. Like it was, we were we were brothers and sisters by the, like we had a telepathy of sorts, I think by the end of the shoot that we just, I had never been that well connected with my with my fellow castmates before. I'm Man, sure that was- so
2: cool for me to hear because, so we had done this the summer before on Nerf because that was literally the show as they lived in a house together and Leron was on that. And so really, honestly, we were looking at budget and looking at some other things. So we got them like almost a mansion in Oklahoma practically which was really fun but it was just one place right so we're like either this is going to work or we're mushing all of these personalities together and it's going to be crazy but i'm so glad because i could tell when they were on set they all genuinely loved one another and so that was really
1: cool for me to hear you say that because i didn't
2: i didn't know you know all, all the insides of that but
1: yeah especially a project where you have to be so intimate and vulnerable and you have no time you have 18 days like i remember some of the most dramatic scenes are were up at the beginning and to be able to connect with people in that way so quickly and that strongly i think just gave us an advantage in being able to hit the ground rolling as far as you know this is a this is a very deep dramatic movie and i think being able to be with those people in that way that early really helped us get what we needed to get quick
0: fantastic any other stories can't think of any at the moment. I mean, there is like nobody. A lot. Nobody fell down.
2: Yeah, I mean, we have. I have a couple of stories, but I, legally, I can't share them.
0: Oh, because okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, that that is my key. <laughs> to to end the show turn off the mics and find out what these stories are so guys thank you so much for joining us for this special episode of the surely you can't be serious podcast. be sure and hit the follow button hit the subscribe button on your podcast app so that you can check out all of our future episodes as well it's so great to get together with you guys thank you guys so much for coming and joining me today i really appreciate it absolutely thank you Guys, go check out on IMDb, What Rhymes With Reason. Go over to the Reckless Abandonment website and check out the other cool stuff that Kyle has done. You can, Gatlin, you told me you've, you've got a project coming up with Zack Snyder that's going to be on Netflix. Is that right? I just I just help supply the horses. But uh, you can go <laughs> check out our little bit, It's cool.
1: But can you talk about the J movie you just did? I will just say that I'm in the new Joker movie. I'm not, there I think go. Warner Brothers after me if i said anything more but i got to do like an acting hybrid role if you blink you'll miss it but it was a lot of fun yeah <laughs>
0: this is the this is the I do the part two the lady gaga is that right yeah yeah that's correct the one they 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 filmed in la in the new york oh fantastic love it all right guys thanks so much we will see you guys next week